Hey there, Lauren here. Before we start the episode, I have a special announcement. If you didn't know, I have been totally booked out on custom training plan slots since October of 2022. Crazy. I know. But at long last, I have training plan spots opening up for April, May, and June of 2023. And to make the opening of these spots extra special, I am doing a sale on 12-week custom plans. The sale is happening next week, Thursday, March 30th through Saturday, April 1st, and plans will be on sale for $100 off. So whether you're ready to start right away in April or you want to reserve a summer training spot for a start date in June, now is a great time to grab a deal on coaching with me. To add to the fun, the first three people to snag a spot will get a bonus coaching call with me. And lastly, if you're serious about snagging one of these spots, I highly recommend you get on the wait list. Those on the wait list will get access to the sale two days early, aka you'll have a way better shot at snagging one of the bonus coaching calls. To join the custom plan wait list, head on over to the link in our show notes. I can't wait to work with you, and I would be so thrilled to be a part of your climbing journey. So get on that wait list, all right? Okay, that's it for special announcements. Let's get on with the show. Because I um I just get a little wild and it's time for a stack break. Caitlin, I have a question for you. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite thing about smoothies? Uh, I I love I love me a good smoothie. I'll say that. But what I think is the coolest about them is that everything that I try to include in like a regular meal, you know, with like, you know, not blended in a, a blender. I can just kind of throw it all in at once and not worry about it. And there you go. Very, very easy, simple. I can take it with me on the go. Mm -hmm. It's great. What do you like about smoothies? Okay, so I'm a recent smoothie convert because I used to (laughs) – I wouldn't say I was a hater, but I was definitely apathetic towards smoothies. (laughs) Apathetic smoothie goer. (laughs) Apathetic, yeah. But now – okay, so after living at your house and kind of getting into the habit of smoothies, I think they, for me, are a great breakfast where I can get vegetables in without it – not that I don't like vegetables. Like, I like vegetables, but sometimes, you know, making vegetables happen just feels like a whole task. And I love smoothies because when I get up in the morning, usually I am ready to start working, ready to start my day. And then typically this would devolve into, I forget to eat breakfast. My blood sugar gets really low. (laughs) Everything devolves into chaos. But I love smoothies because I can make them quickly and then drink them while I work and not get my hands messy and I can be typing and having breakfast at the same time. So that is why I love smoothies. And I love how, I just love how much stuff you can put into that. Kind of like what you said. I love how much stuff you can put into them and how convenient they are. And if you have the yeah. right blender, I think it doesn't even have to be that annoying to clean up your smoothie situation. So right. that's why I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Convenience, adding in your veggies. I mean, it, it really does make a big difference. And I feel like it is a really helpful way for 
you know, kind of like taking some of the complexities that we create for ourselves around breakfast. It can be really easy to grab and go or make ahead of time. It's just, Mm -hmm. they're pretty great. I love them. They're great. If you do it right, and there are ways to do it wrong. So welcome (laughs) class. Welcome class. This is Smoothie 101. We took a bunch of your questions about smoothies on Instagram, and we have created a little mini snack break lecture for you to teach you everything or most of the things you need to know about making smoothies. Um, we, I have never worked for Jamba Juice, so I don't know this in any official oh, capacity, but wait, actually, have you? <laughs> no. I. So I worked for the Whole Foods smoothie bar shut the fuck up we have a professional in the house (laughs) oh my god I always forget that this is part of my resume hello I'm an expert now oh my god no you're like the perfect you have official smoothie experiment experience and you're a nutritionist oh my god I just want to say that working in the Scottsdale smoothie bar was horrible but no I really had a lot of fun because I I mean, I thought it was interesting. The people I worked with were great, but we were right next door to a very popular yoga studio. Oh, you were a hot girl smoothie, bitch. Yes. In Arizona. Oh, my God. All of the, like, 1 p.m. yoga moms would, like, come (gasps) to the smoothie juice bar. And one woman, I'm not even joking you, this is juice, so this is different, but she asked for 32 ounces of spinach juice. And I was like, lady, (laughs) that's not possible. It's just not. It's leaves. You you want tea. (laughs) Like a spit, like a little spitting of spinach per, like, mound of spinach leaves so anyway I have a lot of experience I've also taken some recipes and bastardized them from my whole foods days to make them more balanced because there are a lot of smoothies out there that are not Yeah, big facts. Rock on. Cool. Well, welcome. Welcome, listeners. Welcome to Smoothie Class. You are in good hands (laughs) and you are listening. This is the Average Climber podcast and we're having a little snack break about smoothies. And before we get into the, the, uh, I don't want to say meat of this because we don't put meat in smoothies now, do it until we get into the bulk. Until we get into the real juice, the juicy parts of this episode, I am going to read a testimonial from one of the testimonial of the week, and I'm going to read a testimonial from one of Caitlin's clients, Anne-Marie. So Anne-Marie says, I love that I didn't have to overhaul my diet or force myself to eat things that I don't actually like. I have permission to feel good about eating the foods that I like, not eating the things that I don't, and finding pragmatic solutions that don't make me feel guilty for not liking kale. Winky face. You love to see it. I don't know if she put the winky face in there or if Caitlin did, but I love the winky face. Um, Yeah, you don't have to have kale. Um, That's a great segue into things that we're going to talk about in this episode. Also, what? Yeah, that's also just second that testimonial as I work with Caitlin. I'm kind of in the middle of doing a lot of stuff with Caitlin right now, too. And she is never going to tell you that your whole diet sucks and to throw everything out and shame you. That will literally never happen. Um, Not a diet police over here. In fact, I'm going to tell you to add more. So, yeah, it's you're going to have you're going to have fun and feel better. So, yeah, completely echo Anne-Marie's sentiments. That rules. Okay, let's get into smoothies. So Caitlin has brought some excellent points that I'm going to I'm going to guide us through. So. First thing with smoothies um, is that, in my opinion, if you have a bad blender, you're going to have a bad 
time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Caitlin, I think it was so funny. I was looking over our outline and I was like, those are all my favorite blenders. Sick. So, Caitlin, do you, we have no affiliations with any of these blenders except yeah. that we own them or have used them. So, correct. Um, yes. Yeah. Very non biased, like neutral standard. Yeah. We have so. no financial affiliations with any of these companies. But, Caitlin, why don't you go ahead and share your favorite blenders? Okay. So, Back in the day when I was a youngling in college, I got really into smoothies and my roommates and I went in on a Nutribullet and I <gasps> thought that was like the coolest thing ever because- you know, infomercials you, are sick. They really are. <laughs> yeah, we were sold by like an old Pandora ad. Anyway, that ages me. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> But I really loved that you put it in this like little container and then you just like push it down and it does its thing. You don't have to like mush it at all, but then uh-huh. you can put the little top on and like take it to go. So yeah. I thought I thought that one was really great. Um, I also personally like mid-college glowed up big time and got myself a Vitamix because they mm. were on sale at Costco and I- Shout out Costco. Always Uh, shout out. Actually, Costco will be shouted out multiple times by me in this episode for a variety of reasons, but like shout out Costco. I am from Ohio and I love a Costco. Okay, go on, Caitlin. (laughs) What? Are they from Ohio? No, I just feel like it's very Midwestern to enjoy like Costco. Wholesale buying. And be like, oh my God, Saturday we're going to Costco. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. So. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But. I, I really do love my Vitamix because I think for me, it blends the best. Like the consistency is the best. This is mm-hmm. also what we used at Whole Foods. Not to say that that's like the best thing, but I felt like I was able to sort of like what I would expect to be able to do with a food processor, but in smoothie form. So it really seems to like make a nice, like smooth blended type of thing. And it's, I think also... For as clunky as it is, I think it's not as hard to clean as some of the other smoothie blenders I've seen out. Like for the, I hate to call it like the quality of smoothie you get, but like the quality of the puree, I think outweighs the pain in the assness of having to clean it. And yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my two yeah. cents. My my take on this debate between like a and I also have not looked at prices of either of these because I think my husband and I bought our Vitamix like a very long time ago or he bought it before yeah. we got married and I don't know yeah, yeah oh, I am out of touch with the these thing. things. Mine's over a decade old, so I will say that like I got mine in literally 2013, so and it's still it's still kicking. <laughs> it's kicking. So it's yeah. Blending. My take on blenders is this. If you are literally just trying to make smoothies and you do not care about other stuff, probably a Nutribullet is a good time. If you want to be able to do other things and you like doing like fancy cooking stuff, I also, between Nutribullet and like a Vitamix, I think the Nutribullet's like easier to clean. That's just my opinion. And so if you're only making smoothies and you want it to be like the fastest, easiest thing, Nutribullet is dope. If you're like, no, I like doing other things. Like my husband was like, but you can't blend a soup in a Nutribullet. And you might be like, why are we blending soup? But Mike's like, I want a smooth lentil soup, not a chunky, you know, whatever. So if you like doing other food stuff, correct. Yeah. Vitamix (laughs) is a good idea. Um, Yeah. Okay. There's also Ninja too, which I've not personally used a Ninja, but I've heard from clients that they really, really like this one. And I 
think, don't quote me on this, I think it's maybe more affordable than a Vitamix, mm -hmm. but it's like the in-between step. If you're looking for a little bit more capacity than a Nutribullet, maybe a Ninja is like the next step. Yeah. But again, not quite sure. I just know that people who I've worked with know and like this brand. So, yep. There you go. So there's our review. Seriously, though, if your blender sucks, you're going to be like, I hate smoothies. I had like a whole ass frozen strawberry in my shake and it was terrible. Yeah, so like yeah. you will have a bad time. Maybe um, upgrade from your Cuisinart smoothie yeah. from the 1980s. That's maybe a good idea. Oh, precisely. Or like the blender <laughs> that your mom uses to make frozen margaritas. That's from <laughs> 1991. Um, <laughs> you, that will not work that well. Um, so uh, frozen margs. Also, yeah, I'm sure you could use all these to make frozen margs just just Correct. saying yep. <laughs> for sure um okay tight how do we make a smoothie so now we have our blender that's good and we picked our thingy that we like so how do you make a smoothie well balanced because i think some people think smoothie and they're like i'm gonna be fucking hungry after that like how yeah. do you make it not like that <laughs> oh i think that's such a good question too because like looking back at sort of like i'll call it when i was trapped in the diet culture world and I really do think that for me like smoothies were heavily steeped in that culture but now I've, I've really adopted the mentality that they can be a really great way to get a balanced meal in if you really want to but you gotta literally like beef it up so I think it's important when you're considering balanced smoothies you want to consider what you would have in a normal meal you're gonna have carbs you're gonna have protein, fats, and then it's a bonus if you can add some colorful fruits and veggies if those other categories don't fulfill that. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to rattle off my favorites in each of these categories because I think if you just hear this, you're like, yeah, well, duh, but okay, what do I add? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I just have this shit in my pantry and stuff. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. Like, do I put tomatoes in? Oh, no. Um, no. Unless no. you're making marinara sauce, in which case that's is a marinara sauce a smoothie important question think about it send us an email on your opinions that's complicated anyways yes okay carbs first category carbs what? carbs so the easiest one that comes to mind bananas again this also fits in our fruit category which is pretty sweet um, and then we can do berries, we can do mangoes. Uh, there are lots of dairy product options, which have a good amount of carbs in them as well. You could do oats, which I know is a little bit strange for people, but if you're looking to increase your calories and your carbs in your smoothies, oats are a really fantastic way to do this. And you get some fiber, not that fruits don't uh, provide this, but uh, we'll talk about this in a second with fiber too, and how that changes in a smoothie. Um, you could also do black beans, uh, which I know is also a bit weird for people. I've done it. I added in my chocolate smoothies and I think oh, it I was like, this yeah. is a color situation. I cannot unsee, but okay. Chocolate smoothie <laughs> fair. Carry on. Yep. flag is down. Bla okay, good, good. Yeah. So, okay. uh, but in chocolate smoothies in particular, sometimes I'll get to this one in the fat category too, but I'll put avocados and black beans mm. together with chocolate protein powder and cocoa and some other things too. But I find that it helps the texture feel more like pudding oh, which is cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I'll move on from that. But you could also do cooked carrots. You could do cooked sweet potato, which surprisingly don't change the flavor all that much. 
uh, they just add some, you know, additional bulk to it and also some of those good carbs. You could throw some granola either in the smoothie or on top. Mm-hmm. And also, again, most fruits and vegetables can be added into this category. Um, some have, of course, more carbs than others, but I think that gives you a fairly decent range of options there. Yeah, love that. Um, cool. Okay, protein. So protein, probably the most obvious one for people is going to be protein powder. And you could either do uh, whey or plant-based protein. It really doesn't matter. It's just up to you and what your preferences are. And then you could do things like, uh, I like Greek yogurt because it does have more protein per serving than regular yogurt. It has Mm -hmm. to do with how it's strained. And then you could do things like soy milk. You could do, again, beans. You could do nut butters or nuts. Um, You could also do different seeds like hemp, chia, or flax as well. And of course, the amount you put in is going to determine how much protein, but I think y'all understand that. (laughs) Yeah, I have been doing this is I'm on a smoothie brag right now. So I have been doing a like three quarters of a cup of Greek yogurt, which has like 17 grams of protein and then one scoop of protein powder. And then my smoothie has like over 30 grams of protein. And it's, and then I also just, I feel in my head, I'm like the yogurt's good because it has, what is it? What we, what do you, it's good for digestion. Probiotics. I was like, not prebiotics. Oh my God. Yeah. Why can't I think of the word? Yeah. So I'm like, it has like, I'm like, this is probably good to have a diversity of protein sources. I don't think you have to make it that complicated, but doing yogurt and a scoop of protein powder feels easy. And then I also don't taste the protein powder at all. So that's that's my two cents. Kind of like mask it. And really depending on what you put in there too, like, I feel like I never taste my protein powder, but I'm also not using like chalky yeah that's always my if i'm using a so far my stomach has been tolerating a whey protein right now but when i am using plant-based proteins i'm always like we gotta cover up this chalk taste (laughs) not good um sweet okay rock on what about fats so fats some of these are overlapping we kind of call these like high fat proteins or proteins that contain fat. So, you know, <laughs> or fat <laughs> foods are complicated. <laughs> Don't put them in boxes. Yeah. Let them be free. <laughs> foods. Anyway, you could again do nut butters and nuts. You could do the same seeds. Um, I know I mentioned avocado earlier. You could also do, this is my personal favorite. You could do coconut meat. You know, you open up a coconut, which if you've never Ooh. done this before, what a trip. It's really fun. Um, but you <laughs> Crack open your coconut. You can save the coconut water if you feel so inclined to drink it. And then you kind of scrape away at the coconut meat. Oh, it's so good. It's just like this yummy, like thickening, fatty flavor. You could also do things like coconut milk. Um, and then sort of in the same vein as MCT oil. And also you could do full fat or partial fat dairy products as well. So those are, those are kind of the big ones. Cool. Okay. And then lastly, colorful fruits and veggies. And it sounds like there are some veggies that fall into the carb category, but Mm -hmm. elaborate on this, Caitlin, because you added it as a separate category for a reason. Yes. So So when you think about smoothies, if you're someone who has like, let's say your smoothie turns out brown, (laughs) that might happen because, well, either it's like a, a chocolate based smoothie or you have black beans in it all of a sudden. Uh, But maybe too, you add like things like orange juice, strawberries, and spinach. That's going to come out this like really funky tan brown color that you're like, hmm. Appetizing. 
<laughs> so I do like to say in terms of color, if you're adding fruits and vegetables, really anything can fit in this category, but also fruits can provide this necessary bulk to smoothies. It can add those additional calories that we really, really want in our smoothies and then flavor as well to help either mask some of the flavors that are less savory um, or ideal for a Mm -hmm. smoothie. Um, But I wanted to add this as another category here too, because I think the debate comes down to fresh versus frozen. And I'm personally a frozen fruit and vegetable kind of gal when it comes to smoothies. Uh, But what's just off the, you know, kind of veering sort of off this path, how do you feel about some of the, the frozen options here, Lauren? Oh, yeah, I'm 100% frozen. I just think it's a lot more economical. And then I also think it makes it easier because then you aren't going like, I added all this fresh fruit, but then in order to make it like cold and give it the like smoothie thickness, then you got to add ice or I don't know, I don't know, or you got whatever. So I just think it's easier. I'm like on team. The reason I like smoothies, obviously, is because they are easy. So I think I'm just like, let's do frozen stuff. Also, this is where I will shout out Costco again. If you have a Costco membership or find a friend with a Costco or or Sam's Club, one of these stores where you can go get like a lot of frozen, you will save so much money. Like this is one area where like a big store like that will help like a wholesale store or whatever. You will get a lot more bang for your buck on frozen totally. fruits and veggies um, with and that. So they don't go bad as quickly. Yeah, you can yeah. like use them. And then right. I also think like in terms of sneaking vegetables in yeah I think it's a lot easier to have like frozen veggies for this like I do not taste the veggies in my smoothie at all no yeah not at all I feel like it's just for whatever reason a little bit easier to just kind of throw it in too like if I'm for me if I have the choice of putting in let's say like frozen spinach versus spinach just in my fridge I'm probably gonna grab the frozen spinach because it's just easier also what does anyone use frozen spinach for if not for smoothies because ew i actually throw it in (laughs) i throw it into stir fries occasionally or like pastas just as like a last minute add Uh, if i'm like oh this needs some color or i want something in addition to um Mm. that's that's kind of important i have strong feelings about like i'm really fucking weird about spinach and i cannot have it being wilty at all so but i admire that you you can make it (laughs) i'm like no we will put the spinach in absolutely at the last minute it will get steamed lightly it will still retain like a slight crunch because i just can't do wilty spinach but that's just me so okay cool speaking of like taste and Speaking of taste and like weird colors, do you have any tips for us? Because I know a few people in our questions were like, I don't like how it's a weird color or (laughs) how do I add vegetables without making it taste terrible? So what are your tips there? So if you feel, if you're color averse, (laughs) you're like, this is not correct. So something I've recommended in the past, which you don't, you certainly do not have to do, but if you're someone who's like, oh, I really want my orange smoothie. Like I want it to look orange or pink or blue or whatever. Get some food color. Just just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Um, But in that instance, usually what I suggest is like, okay, If you're going to have, let's say you want this orange colored smoothie, of course, things like orange juice, mangoes, um, you could do bananas, you could do uh, the uh, sweet potatoes or carrots we talked about. So it doesn't mean that you have to add like a green vegetable to that for it to be 
balanced, healthy, whatever. But it just means that you can stay in the same like color palette if you really want to. Um, same thing, you know, like if you're going to make, let's say like a, now we're just getting into color semantics, but like purple, if you're going to add strawberries, blueberries, bananas, and then whatever else you want to add, that will also help improve the color. Um, sometimes I notice too that by adding orange juice, that can change the color more towards like the browns, especially if you mm. add green or um, if you add green with more like strawberries and whatnot. So just kind of play around with the mixes of different things um, and how you want that to, to look. Um, I've definitely yeah, had might- some. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You're going to experiment. You'll, you'll make a brown smoothie on accident once or twice, but you'll figure yeah. it out. I find it seems to me like if I have dark berries in the mix, like all it color worries it. are mitigated because it just turns yeah. dark purple. So that's what I yeah. found at least. That's, that's the same me. too. So I tend, I mean, when I make a smoothie with blueberries, I put like a whole bag because <laughs> I love them but if you're someone too who's like uh I don't know you know just play around with it I also feel like it's worth pointing out with like improved taste if you're someone again I know we've talked about spinach before but I tend to like spinach versus kale because I feel like it has a less strong flavor yeah yeah, and it, it tends to break down a little bit easier, too, in the blending process. So you don't have, like, bits of kale. And I also know, too, that if you do tend to have, like, these stronger, like, greens flavors, if adding greens are important to you, for example, then orange juice tends to mask that flavor a little bit more mm-hmm. than, say, like, milk, plant milks, um, and then water, certainly, too. So it just gives it that little extra, like, burst of flavor to take away from that bitterness. So... Yeah, spinach is like your supportive but quiet introverted friend. Like it's there, it's not making a big deal, but it's like there for you. Hey guys, uh, hey. Yeah, like I got your back. I'm not gonna be super loud about it, but I'm here for you. Like that's totally to yeah. Me. So yeah, I'm definitely very pro spinach, and I completely agree. I I do the spinach and orange combo, orange juice combo, literally every morning. So nice. Yeah, it's yeah. A, one of my favorites too. I would say. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Cool. Caitlin, how do you, what are your tips for, with your, with your, uh, what is it? Whole Foods. You're, you're, you're an aficionado. So you have (laughs) official smoothie experience. How do you make them the consistency you want? So consistency is huge. The amount of times someone returned a smoothie because it was either too smooth or too chunky. Oh my God. (sighs) It was a lot of times. That's Um, a lot. Yep. It, I won't go there, but okay. Anyway, I this is how I would start a smoothie, and this is how I was taught to make a proper smoothie. And if you're out there and you're going, that's incorrect. This is not a science. This is just this what is I've- an art. <laughs> it is an art. An Don't art let her live. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to make the Mona Lisas of smoothie here. Anyway, okay. So I always start with my fluids because. At this point, I feel like I'm able to see how much I'm adding because if you're adding it at the end and you're like, oh, I'm going to add more, you might make it too thin. Mm. But start with your fluids, add, you know, like maybe a moderate amount because you can always add more. You can't take out fluids. Um, Yeah. It's probably very hard. Uh, Then I add the frozen stuff because we want that to be as close to the blender as possible, like the actual blending, you know 
device. Um, and then also at the top, you add your yogurts, your peanut butters, maybe your like thicker types of uh, like not fluids, but like thicker substances at the Mm -hmm. top. And then you blend from there because if you notice like, Oh, it's not really blending that well, then you add your fluids. And if you notice you've gone too far, you can add ice at the end to help improve your consistency. But that's, that's kind of the, you know, layering that I would recommend. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. One quick tip I'm going to add here, because if you're making like just a smoothie for yourself, this was a thing that my husband showed me. So when he would be making a smoothie just for himself, he would take the glass he wanted to like, especially when you're, this is when you're doing with a Vitamix because the Vitamix is huge. So you might be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to put all this shit in here. And then all of a sudden you've made like smoothies for an army when you just wanted one for yourself. So, so Mike will take like, the cup he wants and then he will put the ingredients in that cup before putting it in the blender which might like fuck this up a little bit but that way you can see like oh the volume of ingredients i am adding will actually fit in my like desired serving size so that is actually something that we did at whole foods too when we would like take like basically so if somebody wanted a small medium or large we would fill up their like whatever size cup with three quarters of the fruit that they wanted or vegetables too. And then at we'd leave that three quarter room for fluids. So basically like you want about half the fluids per your amount of frozen items. That's like kind of okay. the general rule. That makes sense. Sweet. I, I love that. So there's some tips for consistency. It's, it's like everything we talk about on this podcast. It's a skill. So you know, you'll get better at making them, but that's bet. These tips are definitely a better place to start than just like YOLOing and being like, oh no, I have made a soup or a <laughs> yes. So cool. Okay. Last thing we're going to talk about, we're going to touch on fiber and we're going to talk about greens powders real quick. So Caitlin, fire away. so I know someone had asked about adding fiber to smoothies but if you're adding fruits and vegetables guess what you're adding fiber you did it it. (laughs) of course things like you know oats would help that too but the thing that I always try to educate on with smoothies is that of course like think about a juice you're literally juicing out the fibrous roughage in that um, mm-hmm. in that smoothie or sorry, in that juice itself. And that is of course going to not have fiber or at least not a lot of it. And then mm-hmm. with smoothies, you're just breaking down the fibers. So it's, I don't want to say it's pre-digested, but it's pre, <laughs> pre, pre-chewed. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> still getting fiber. It's still in there. Um, of course, it does change the structural sort of, in- this is also not the right, structural integrity of the uh, fruits and vegetables and like foods as as a whole, but you're still getting the fiber, if that makes sense. Do you think it matters enough for us to like care? Like, I would assume that most people are getting other sources of fiber in their daily diet to Mm -hmm. have it not be an issue. Like, for example, I'm not sitting here thinking like, oh, you should add fiber powders to your smoothie. I actually don't think that's necessary, really. So 
I would say like if you're getting, if you're adding these additional like nutrients to your smoothies, you're probably getting a good amount just in that smoothie alone. And it's probably not worth the addition. Adding fiber. Yeah. 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 Cool. That makes sense. Sweet. What about greens powders? So with greens powders too, I get this question a lot because I think people are like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to use spinach or kale or whatever other fruits and vegetables in my smoothies, or maybe you like fruits, but you don't like veggies, whatever. I think greens powders for me, it's kind of like two sides of if someone should use them or not, I guess should and should not is the not the right way to go about it. But let me just kind of say when it would be helpful to use them and why you might benefit. And then I'll switch to the other side of the argument to play devil's advocate and we can go from there. Perfect. So I'm going to talk to herself. Great. <laughs> go. Yep. <laughs> Day in the life. Um, <laughs> so when you might benefit or when you might want to use it is if you, A of all, don't like consuming whole fruits and vegetables regularly, maybe you just don't get them in your day-to-day diet as often as you might like or think that you should, these powders can help ensure that you're just getting some of these missing vitamins and minerals and to that end could be useful to just kind of throw in Um, And then also if you're on some type of camping trip or extended travel, maybe Mm -hmm. it's van life, but basically you have limited access to fresh produce. Totally. Um, The same could be true is if you're living in a food desert, um, you know, greater than one mile away from a grocery store that sells uh, fruits and vegetables. It could also be useful if you have a really busy schedule because really they're so convenient and they're super simple. You just kind of either throw into a smoothie or throw into a glass of water and chug away. And also if you're feeling sick and not able to take in as much, take in much beyond fluids, I think this could be useful too if you feel like adding that in. I know when I'm sick, sometimes I'll reach for one of these, but sometimes I'm like, absolutely not. So (laughs) it really depends. But I think these are kind of my big reasons why I would find them helpful. And on the flip side, just remember that greens powders cannot ever replace whole fruits and vegetables. You really, really need these foods for that roughage or that fiber content. We also don't really know if what's in that scoop of greens powder is supplying our daily needs. You know, we don't know in the manufacturing process how much actually ends up in our bodies from that serving to the actual, you know, um, absorption in our bodies. And then also they can be quite expensive. Maybe you don't have access to them um, for any number of reasons. And then sometimes the taste is not as pleasurable and also the enjoyment of food is taken away from this. So those are just kind of, you know. They might make it a weird color. Yes. Like if you add like dark green moon dust to your smoothie, <laughs> like in and I am a bit I think I think greens powders are great. I definitely think they're like, you know, kind of to Caitlin's point, like they're an insurance policy. They're yeah, good yeah. when you don't have access to like whatever. But I also think if you're like, I really don't want to add vegetables to my smoothie, right. just add a little bit. I've been doing this. I've been like adding a little bit of frozen spinach and being like can't really taste that and then I just add more the next day and I'm like still cannot taste that and the color's still great and I just keep adding more and it makes no fucking difference so like I think a bag of frozen spinach is it's got to be less than five dollars for like a lot of servings of smoothie so I think like again greens powders are great but you know doesn't to Caitlin's point I think you can you can yeah 
yeah, like ultimately just choose what makes sense for you. I'm not here to say like, you should have one. Everyone should. I'm actually saying sort of the opposite. Take the information and make a decision yourself. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I don't know your life. You have expertise in yourself. I sure as hell don't. So <laughs> yeah, no. So that was, thank you for presenting both sides of kind of the, the great greens powder debate i think both are super valid sweet well what can i say (laughs) (laughs) love it you love to see it cool well thank you so much for sharing all of your smoothie knowledge caitlin that was wonderful and yeah seriously y'all if you're like struggling there's any part of your diet where you're like i'm struggling to get enough protein i'm struggling to get enough micronutrients from fruits and veggies like smoothies could be a really easy way to like make it happen without it taking a bunch of time or causing you to have to cook more and stuff so they're pretty neat um caitlin anything you want to tell people about the only thing i will say is i do have some spots open this spring and i am actually booking into the summer now for folks who've wanted to book a little bit later out based on their season training Uh, but i do only have a few spots left so if you are interested i would certainly encourage you to apply to work with me and we can figure it out what makes sense timeline all that good stuff so that's that's what i got what about you lauren cool in a similar vein i was just looking at my athlete roster and what's kind of on the docket and i have five custom plan spots open in april which is pretty neat and that is for six week or 12 week custom plans so if you are interested in one of those if you have questions go to my web website goodsprayclimbing.com and you can look up what's up with those and if you're interested you can go to my contact form on there and shoot me an email so i'll be i'll be coming out with things and more more information about that but yeah custom plan spots will be opening for april and i have some openings through the summer too so that's what's going on over here for the most part check the show notes as always and then um as always i've been seeing we've been seeing more people reviewing which is so fun so leave us a review on apple leave us a review on spotify it helps us a lot um and if you want to support the podcast more directly we do have a patreon um so that helps us you know pay for all the things make sure our episodes get edited and make sure we can keep this shebang going so we appreciate all of our patrons very much um and yeah go ahead and check out our patreon that'll be in the show notes too um and i think i think that's it caitlin shall we shall we close it out let's wrap it up all right sweet well until next time keep Keep it average average. and we're not in the same room anymore now it's hard again so (laughs) 